dearly inebriated, we are gathered here to celebrate this thing called podcast. Electric word podcast, that means about an hour and a half, and that's a mighty long time, but I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The beer. So now I'll wait for an email from the estate of Prince to send us a cease and desist. In the meantime, please allow Justin to say hi. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a pretty yeah, good that yeah, that just kind of came, <laughs> caught me on guard. I was like, see, it's somewhere between Prince and Dolomite, but it's definitely on, it's definitely I mean, on where you want to go. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's what I, it's, it's as best as I can do. Yeah, no, as no, best no. as I can do. Yeah, like I said, if you're going to go anywhere there, you know, Prince and Dolomite, you know, you're good. <laughs> well, I'll take it as a compliment. So thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, that's a, it's a mighty, mighty big mug you got there. What you drinking? I am drinking water. Unfortunately to say, I'm going on a cleanse for a week before I get spend, you know, some time in Florida getting bombed. So I figured, you know, time for a cleanse. So the better question would be, what are you drinking? Because I ain't drinking nothing. <laughs> I think this is what I had the last time we talked. Um, I got a no label 1980 Kolsch from Katy, Texas. Um, and I'm drinking it out of a glass as opposed to straight out of the can like a hobo. So. There you go. That's what I'm drinking. I feel like a hobo would have a straw for some reason. Like just a paper straw. sack. Yeah, paper sack <laughs> a straw. Just like you yeah. know, make it look really awkward. <laughs> right. As 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 difficult to drink that beer as possible. What you been up to, man? Anything new? Um a little TV. A little, you know, like I said, previous to the no drinking, decent amount of drinking. Um, the good, <laughs> the good news, the goodest news, greatest news, you know, apparently the uh, NES classics we ordered are shipped and are shipping, and apparently it takes 17 days to ship or 20 days to ship from the UK. <laughs> right, that's all good. Oh, hey, you know what? I'll take it. I've I've waited this long to get one of those things. I think I can wait a few extra days. Right, and that you know you get a little bit of a British air with it, so you know. Yeah, why not? That British air, and you get to enjoy it when it gets there. Speaking of, I'm, I I did something that I said I was not going to do, <laughs> and I did do a soft mod to my SNES Classic and added a bunch of games to it. All legal games. Which the only reason? <laughs> do what? Said all legal games. Totally, totally. I obtained all these games legally in a game of cards. Um. So yeah, it's it's just it was games. I wouldn't have done this if I wouldn't have been able to restore it completely. Like it just took every bit of information off of that thing, and I saved it on my Google Drive in case my computer crashes or something crazy happens, mm-hmm. and I can just put it right the hell back on. And it's as easy as that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff on there that like I used to either own or used to rent all the time. Or borrow or play with friends. I mean, just stuff that like I remembered. And if it turned out to be crap, I just took it right the hell off. <laughs> yeah. And there's a few other things that I play that I'd never played before that I was really looking forward to trying out. So it's super cool. I mean, it's it looks exactly the same. And what's cool about it is like the emulator on there, you can adjust. So like the like the lag issues, like you can really notice it in the Mario games. Like when you press the jump button, it takes a split second for him to actually go you can adjust that so not bad. yeah you can it's you just adjust the gpu but it's it runs better i feel like so hell maybe i'll just put the original games back on 
one of these days and just leave the emulator in control of it. <laughs> All right. But yeah, other than that, I got caught up caught up on most of the Marvel MCU. That was fun. Yeah. Like do, uh do you see Infinity War? That's the only one I really have not gotten gotten to yet. Okay. Um everything leading up to it though, like, you know, all the Captain America stuff, the uh uh the Thor movies I got caught up on and Ragnarok, dude. Jeff Goldblum was a pleasant surprise because I had no idea he was in it when I started the movie. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, this right? is good for me. Um, that and I watched the other Avengers movies that I hadn't seen yet. Well, just the one, I guess. Uh, Civil War? Uh, Ultron. Ultron. Okay. Well, yeah, I watched Ultra, uh, Civil War 2. That to me is, well, it says Captain America, so that's Captain America. Yeah, yeah, that's Captain all, America 3. Sorry. They were all really good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm just waiting to, to catch uh, Infinity War. And then finally, maybe understand that meme. <laughs> no, even after watching it, you'll never, you'll never understand. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, um, thinking about it, I got a few different things to throw out there. One, yeah, I did watch all of Luke Cage season two, which big thumbs up. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I like Luke Cage though. I watched the first season; it was good. Yeah, definitely the second season. You know, I guess it picks up pretty close to the first season, and it's it was good. It was a, lo- a little bit. I think it was two or three episodes longer, but not the ending I expected. Not a bad ending. Really good ending, I think. And mm-hmm. you know, like any, like they did before, it's kind of open ended. It's and it's probably more open ended. Yeah. But other than that, it's like I went and saw Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. How was that? Um, the best way I can say it is is uh, if the first Jurassic or sorry Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. If the first Jurassic World was literally Jurassic Park, this one is kind of Lost World-ish, very much so. You know, yeah, I saw that. Like, I, I noticed, I picked a couple of things out of the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, so it's just the Lost World. Uh, bit of trivia, I saw the Lost World with our buddy Jeremy when it first came out in the theater. What year was that? So la da for me. That was all this crap. Because I think I was, still, Dude, I was still in high school when the Jurassic Park came out. Nineties. Seven when Lost World came out. Okay, and then I was in. I feel like when the first one came out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't been to the theater for anything. There's a lot of stuff on TV. Uh, I'm about halfway through season five of Arrested Development. Um, we watched the newest, the last season of Portlandia because that just came out on Netflix, and I'm about halfway through the last uh, season of The Flash. So. Yeah, still like summertime. It. Oh yeah, um, summertime. You know, so they're starting to release all this crap on Netflix, and oh, yeah. it's just easier for me to watch. Other than that, that's about it, man. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll bring it up for a minute because we could do an entire thing of it. But apparently, there is a large <laughs> number of people online that want to do that are throwing money at a possible remake of Last Jet. I mean, it's not going to happen, y'all. These are the same people that, you know, I, I, I try to keep language somewhat PG on here, but you know what? I'm, I'm really damn, I'm, right. I am so, I'm so tired of everybody's hate for that movie. It's over. It's done with. It's finished, y'all. It's done. The same people that got mad at that movie fucked everything up for the rest of us when, and, and it's not just them. I understand it. It's not just them. 
some people did decide to boycott the solo movie, which was really good, I thought. And there was a lot of other people that were weary of solo that didn't go to see it because they felt burned by the last Jedi that if you're just going to be leery of it, okay, that's fine. But to straight up boycott it now due to the poor performance of solo, I guess there's a lot of stuff that Disney kind of said, wait, hold up, man. Let's, let's just pump the brakes here and not release any more uh, of these standalone films, which so far I've, I like both of them. I really like uh, rogue one, but you know, way to go, nerds. Way to go. Nerds. Love nerds. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that, that kind of irritates. It's it's not gonna happen. And there was something I saw on Reddit the other day where it was like the year is now, you know, 2137, and the last Jedi has been remade five times and it's still not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You know, the best part of the whole thing was, is when I was, I was watching Nerdist and they were going through all the tweets, which I thought was weird. They were just, but the last one they showed was Ryan Johnson going, please, 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 please. And then, you know, praying emojis. And I was like, dude, that guy is awesome. He has a great sense of humor. He just went along <laughs> with it. It's like, yeah, let's remake this. Or he, or he Why not? wanting to remake it because he's going to do it again and get paid to do it twice. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got the Blu-ray for Father's Day actually. Oh, uh, last Jedi. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't opened it yet, but I saw it twice in the theater. But yeah, um, yeah, that was present. So I've, I've just got a list of crap on Amazon, so nobody has to ask. It's like, hey, what do you want for your birthday? Here's a link. Pick any of these things, any of them. Um, so my wife, it was probably the thing on the top because it might have been the last thing I added, so she just picked that up. But yeah, the collection's complete now until Solo comes out. Blu-ray, which should be soon, actually. Is it soon? Because I've seen advertisements for it already. Yeah. I guess it dropped from theaters pretty quick, didn't it? Yep. I guess they're trying to get some of their cash back by home video sales for nerds like me that like that have to have the whole collection. Yeah, I'm I'm happy I don't have that addiction. I'm only addicted to uh, yeah. beer, beer, beer. Beer and vinyls. Beer and vinyls. I actually went vinyl shopping for the first time the other day. And this is any good pickups? No, like I found a Gang of Force uh, album, which was, you know, I like Gang of Four. I got into them, you know, they were late 70s, I think, early 80s. But I got into Um, them and I found an album. It's like, I don't know any of the songs on this album. So it's like, I'll put it back. But what was weird was I was at Half Price Books and Austin looking. They had reprints, like reprints and yep. new ones. When did that happen? I've noticed that. I've noticed that the one around here. It's been at least as long as I've been buying vinyls, which is probably 2011, I believe, is when I got a turntable. Um, yeah. So, I mean, because I, I know I bought my copy of uh, ZZ Top Fandango from them, and it's 180 gram vinyl. You know, it was brand new. I know I bought that there. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm not sure when that might have been. And I was in Houston the last time I really went vinyl shopping, probably a lot, or was doing it a lot. And that was probably 2009, 2010, something like that. So I don't know, weird, kind of bothersome to be honest. It was like, it's like I like the kind of like old school, like flair that didn't have anything like, because I mean, like, I don't mind reprints, but it's like, if I'm going to buy a reprint, I'm 
it's because I've given up on finding an original copy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I mean, some stuff. Some stuff's hard to find, and some stuff in original pressings are really expensive. Um, and I'm not, you know, I don't go for the prestige of having original presses. Some of them have just kind of fallen in my lap. Yeah, and that's fine. And if I can buy them at a decent price, sure. I mean, dude. I mean, and honestly, I haven't been. Dude, I, the last time I went and bought records, I had, I got some cash for my birthday and ran to the record store and picked up three or four. All used, but yeah, I think that's the last time I went. So that was last October. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give a segue here into our main topic. Mm-hmm. I have one of the albums we're going to talk about, and I thought I had so the other I. one, but I don't know where it's at, and I can't seem to find it. Well, well I've got one. Um, and so and what we're talking about today is two of the what people like you know, a lot of lists and things rate these two as the two best albums of the 1980s they're both i consider them both a masterpiece they're very listenable from start to finish and of course we're talking about rick astley's whenever you need somebody and air supplies the one that you love wait that's not this week's episode at all is it um nope. We're talking. <laughs> we're talking about the albums that are Prince's Purple Rain and Michael Jackson's Thriller, His Royal Badness versus The King of Pop. So you've got a masterpiece with a mix of funk, R&B, and rock, and what is the greatest selling album of all time? So let's figure out who wins. So how did you? How did you uh, get introduced to these two? I mean, they, they came out when we were both little bitty kids, but. Well, you like remember the first time you heard Purple Rain or anything like that? I want to say I probably listened to Prince later in life. Like, I probably, mm-hmm. when Thriller was out, I probably heard Thriller a lot. I probably heard most of the Michael Jackson songs. But probably yeah. at the time, like, Prince was kind of, you know, I'm not going to say that Michael Jackson was very more juvenile, but he was more in the mainstream of everybody's front view. Like, whereas Prince was probably something more to akin to like led zeppelin in my mind it's like i didn't realize led zeppelin was was a thing or whatever until my you know early teens early to mid teenage years right that's so i mean like i probably remember the most of the thriller album from my youth whereas i remember most of the later on but i mean still both great albums and like yeah i don't know what to say other than that without diving in more yeah um growing up my brother so i've got when I said I had one of these two albums, I've got my brother's original copy of Purple Rain. Um, and my sister actually had a copy of Thriller. Um, and I'm a lot more familiar with Purple Rain. Uh, I, I've listened to it a lot more. I, I I will claim my Prince fandom way over my fandom of Michael Jackson. Nothing against the guy. He was a phenomenal performer. Um, but at, for a long time, I, I didn't listen to like a Michael Jackson album. Like It was always just greatest hits or like if there was a playlist or something. Yeah, it was a singles um, kind of thing. And, it was a pop star, so that's kind of yeah. what it went with. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, for the longest time, I thought that Beat It was on the bad album. Like, I <laughs> I just, I guess I didn't realize it was on Thriller. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, um, yeah. And then the f- first time I listened to Thriller, really, like, from start to finish, really wasn't that long ago. Uh, and I guess that really caused me to get it for Michael Jackson. Like, I really understood why, why his skyrocket, his career skyrocketed. I just didn't know that, you know, all these songs were on Thriller, like Human Nature, uh, you know, Billy. Jo- I didn't realize, you know, how the album was composed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but to, to 
I think we did the same thing leading up to this. We both made a, a playlist of going back and forth. Yeah. Between the two. Yeah. That was actually kind of fun. <laughs> I know to, I was jamming in the car and I was just like, oh man, it's like some of these like so many of these songs are just like some of them I I haven't really listened to before or passed by, but you know, I knew most of them. But it was just like it was such a good back and forth playlist because the per- the percussion on everything in this out on both albums is really not yeah. middle of the road. It's really good. It really is good. I mean, the you know whoever was backing Michael Jackson at the time, and then you've got the Revolution as Prince's backing band. Yeah. Um, the the music itself, aside from just the vocals and the you know the songwriting and stuff, it's all of it is good on both albums. I, I'm not going to sit here and say one's better than the other i mean we, i guess that's kind of what we're doing like we are going to agree or i'm going to say that this one's my favorite this that one's your favorite i don't know what your pick is yet but you can't crap on one of these albums is what i'm trying to say like they're both phenomenal and i'm not trying to insult prince i'm not trying to insult michael jackson whenever we get to the bottom of this but they're both so good and it's and a couple of these was really hard well, i'm looking at one of my notes right now two of them and i'm like dude this was so hard to to choose which song because what we're doing you know the first song on thriller versus the first yeah. song on purple rain and just go down the list some of these were really hard <laughs> yeah i and there's there's not a bad song between them in my mind there's not a single one that's bad it's there might be right. one that's well, the other, but they're they're both like you said they're really good albums and i don't think in a pure battle in a pure battle of album to album i don't know if i could really make a choice yeah and there's i mean to be honest they have the same amount of songs and what's weird is on both of these albums there's two songs on each one that i will typically skip just to get to the next one yeah. which is kind of <laughs> which i thought was strange but anyway i'm ready to get into it if you are man all right let's do this all right first up we've got let's go crazy versus want to be starting something I think these are both solid songs to start an album with. Um, they're both catchy. You remember the hooks. Yeah. But for me, like, there is no other song that needs to start a Prince playlist other than Let's Go Crazy. Exactly. Like, how do you... It's an intro. That... I mean, it's an intro song, but it's it has one of the best, like, you know, you hear that organ, you know that intro. That's just a... Oh, yeah it's classic it's uh to what it what prince is and like you said it's any song's going to introduce to the rest of a prince playlist it's this so i mean i'm gonna let's go crazy wins hands down and it's just because of the intro well and it's just the 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 hook of that song is just so strong i mean the the groove of it the whole thing um you know prince on the guitar just kicking ass and just breaking you into this album like Strap on, dude, because it's gonna be a it's gonna be a funky ride. I want to be starting something that is fun. I like the song a lot. I think it's a great choice to to start Thriller with. But if you're gonna put one of those up against the other, it's gonna be Let's Go Crazy. Oh yeah, hands down. I mean, I think Want to Be Starting Something was a good song, but it just it does not have the uh, direct impact. I think it works well for the album what it is based on the order yeah. of the other ones, like you're saying. But you know, if this was if this was a uh, an elbow to the face yeah let's go crazy just busting your nose and you're bleeding all over the place and want to be starting something kind of give you an inch in your eye <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there a mosquito in here what is this yeah right 
Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, all right, Prince Rins wins round one. <sighs> all right, so the next number two on each album. So you've got "Take Me with You" from Purple Rain uh, against "Baby Be Mine" from Thriller. And to me, this one's hands down. "Take Me with You." Um, Baby Be Mine is one of the two songs on Thriller that I usually skip. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, I haven't, I don't think I've listened to Take Me With You in a while. And I, Baby Be Mine is, yeah, one of the ones I probably skip a lot too. The, this is one of those, those pieces of music. And it's like you hear it all through Prince and everything like that. It's all this stuff is well orchestrated. He's always mm-hmm. has a lot, a lot going on. It's always well controlled. He is, he is a, besides a great songwriter in the sense of lyrics, he is a great song composer in the sense of music and this is something that does show it and it shows you know a pretty good knowledge of timing too so yeah i'm mean, yeah. overall i'm gonna give it take me with you yeah absolutely same here um the the start of that of take me with you just grabs your attention with the drums and the the weird orchestral stuff in the background uh to me at least that one that's yeah and it's just a cool groove and it's a fun song to listen to uh baby be mine like i i'm sitting here and I, i've been listening to to my this playlist with these two albums versus each other for like two weeks now and i i can't think of the hook of the girl is mine or, i'm sorry baby be mine baby mine <laughs> you notice that mine mine mine, mine. yeah the, <laughs> you're, so, is, you're so selfish michael jackson right? <laughs> there is there is a trend this is kind of a love album a little bit for thriller Right. It's like you hear both are. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean they both are, but like his are like just like super love balance. It's overtly like, yeah. Yeah. It's on the yeah. very direct and what how it does it. But yeah, no, uh I think it was a little generic, uh baby be mine. It's like it's not bad, but it's not great. Yeah. And I feel like uh Prince has taken a commanding lead here so far. So. He's he started off strong, man. Um so all right, now we've got I don't have a, really any notes on this one, but the beautiful ones from Purple Rain versus the Girl Is Mine from Thriller. The Girl Is Mine is fun. It's a fun little song because you got the Paul McCartney thing, and I think it's kind of hilarious that Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney are fighting over a girl. Just I'm, I'm picturing the whole chain of events in my head, and it's it seems like a bad episode of Friends, is what <laughs> it, <laughs> or maybe a good episode of Friends. Who knows? Um, but it's the beautiful ones is it's not a catchy song but it's deep and then at the end when i mean prince just starts screaming i mean he gets he gets he gets heavy with those vocals it's i think i might give it to the girl is mine just because it's more listenable yeah i think what he's doing with the beautiful ones is a lot more experimental a lot more strange not as coherent of a song as some you know some of the other ones on this album right Sorry, yeah, the girl is mine. Is just like I, I. It's catchy. It's Paul McCartney, and it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I'd give it yeah. to the girl is mine just for that, just because it's a more. I think it's a more solid song. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'll agree with you there. And there's, there's like nothing against the beautiful ones or any of the girls that I or any of the girls or any of the songs that I said beat out um, that you know michael jackson lost the round on so to speak yeah but beautiful ones is one of the ones that i skip on purple rain yeah oh uh fun so, side note before you move on huh? this is a uh, so during during i think they did one other 
one previous uh song together duet together but during this time of their friendship like uh paul mccartney always tells the story it's like he was explaining to michael jackson the lucrativeness of buying music rights yeah i know where you're going yeah (laughs) so he's talking about yeah buying music rights and then it's like paul every time i've seen this paul mccartney interview he does a he does this like really shockingly well michael jackson voice was well i'm gonna buy your songs and i'm just like oh my card going all high with it but all right you got it man but it, yeah that's what he eventually did it's like he waited till they were auctioned and basically outbid the hell out of everybody to win those songs yep. and piss paul mccartney off Amazing. for years i'm sure i am sure it did i mean oh, if you if somebody that you're you know you're kind of trying to guide on their own solo career and you're like oh yeah just snatch up a bunch you know the music rights to your own music and you'll you're good to go okay and then he turns around and buys the beatles catalog God, it's messed up. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we've got Computer Blue versus Thriller. And this one was where it started to get tough for me. Because I love Computer Blue. That's a really good song. That, yes, it is. That is a fantastic song. But how do you beat Thriller? I mean, <laughs> God, the whole hook of Thriller and the story of it is... I mean, Computer Blue doesn't have a 30-minute music video with a dance move that everybody knows. And it's not just that. I mean, the hook on Thriller is fantastic. Not that the hook on Computer Blue isn't. I mean, Computer Blue is a jamming song. Yeah. But you, you, you can't beat Thriller with Computer Blue. There There is at least one song on Purple Rain that I would give over Thriller, but it's not Computer Blue. So here's something I went into this thinking myself is like, I have had a feeling no matter what happens, see, seeing as, you know, this is old school albums. So if you, usually if you named an album, you named it after a song versus whatever, you know, Let, let's, yeah, let's do a little limp biscuit here. Hot dog flavored starfish, fucker, water, what, you know, whatever they <laughs> named that stupid ass album. Back in the day was you pick it. You usually had a single on there, the main out single one, which you name the album a lot of times. So I was fairly sure based on the fact that I've, I've heard both these albums several times. It's like, yeah, it's like Thriller's going to beat out whatever it comes up against, and Purple Rain's going to beat out whatever it comes up against. So, yep, it's obvious. But yeah, so, so at least at least everybody gets one round, you know. Yeah. So everybody's yeah, it's going to be equal out. But here's the here just a little side fun for you. So when I was listening to this, I was going back and I was just like kind of having remembering something. I was like, I remember was in my dad's car, and this was like. I'm probably 12 or so and it's like he was i was listening to thriller i was listening to the song thriller and he's getting getting his breakfast at mcdonald's and i turn it up really loud and <laughs> you remember that part where it just stops for a second and then the, the guy laughs at the end yeah he fucking freaked out spilled coffee all over himself and started to proceed to hit the radio and scream <laughs> at me <laughs> He didn't he wasn't paying attention to the song at all it's like it just turned up and that guy laughs at spooks the living shit out of him i mean like coffee everywhere him beating the radio <laughs> it's like you know who that like, is right who um crap i i know i should know who that is but i can't think of who it is it's, right now it's vincent price Thank you i should have known that what a great yeah. voice oh yeah which if you don't know who vincent price is he's like one of the I guess you can call them like the OGs of the horror movie scene, like from way back when. Yeah. And that's so, yeah, yeah. that voice I mean, is creepy as crap. Yeah. So um 
Iron Maiden actually tried to get him for the intro to um, the song The Prisoner on the Number of the Beast album. And he was too expensive. And at the time, <laughs> Iron Maiden couldn't afford it. So they just got a guy that sounded like him. And I thought he did a great job. Go back and listen to that song. I feel like Iron Maiden still couldn't afford them. Those guys are awesome, but they don't make much money for some weird reason. No, they don't. Well, it's it's their album sales don't make much because they never get airplay. Yeah, they, but you know what? They've managed to have a really fantastic career without it. So good for them. Yeah, no, like that's just like that's one of those you know below the radar careers that just last forever. Oh, totally. They do a totally. lot of good stuff. like the Ramones. They're like the Ramones of heavy metal. Yeah, Ramones. The Ramones had like a thirty-year career and. Went out with like little to no fanfare, and but everybody knew who they were. Yeah, one of those kind of things. Anyway, so moving on. All right, now we got Darling Nikki versus Beat It. And this is a tough one. This is a literal tough one. Not for me. No, really. Really, and I'm and I'm giving it to Beat It. Okay, I, I was yeah. like when you said that one over the other one, I can understand that. It's like part. So part of my thing is is like. I think, uh, and this is this is going to sound sacrilegious. I think if you went the Foo Fighters version of "Darling Nikki" versus "Beat It," I think that'd be a little more. Yeah, it'd be a little more. I I will actually agree with you there because I knew the Foo Fighters version before I knew the Prince version somehow. Yeah, and I remember liking, and I always knew it was a Prince song, and I remember really liking their version of it. But then when I sat, my brother. You know, gave me a, a stack of his vinyls because he doesn't have a turntable anymore. And uh, I remember putting on Purple Rain and listening through it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is Darling Nikki." I was like, "This doesn't sound like the Darling Nikki I know," and it just it doesn't it doesn't click with me the way the Foo Fighters version does. And the reason I'm giving it to Beat It is because Beat It's got the hook, Beat It's got the you know, it's got the groove with it, and it's got those sweet sweet Eddie Van Halen guitar licks. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, you make everything better. Oh, God bless that man. <laughs> so yeah, my, my pick on this one's going to beat it. Yeah, I like I like Darling Nikki because it's just the just a dirty ass freaking song. And oh dude, it's filthy. <laughs> and it's just the the guitar, like and it was it was so interesting after like hearing the Foo Fighters one, and I, I didn't listen to the original one very much. And it's like going back and listen to it, it's like it's such a like the Foo Fighters version is such a powerhouse of guitar and the, yeah. the you know, Prince's version is just so soft and like really kind of like crunchy kind of sound and crunchy yes. kind of sit sound. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, I like the song. I like the distorted, you know, like everything else I've said about it, all the songs in here I haven't said, but it's true. The beats are good. Just right. Really good percussion. And it's like, so in there it's even better, but yeah, I'm going to go beat it. Mainly because of uh, Eddie Vedder and or Eddie that. Van Halen. Or sorry, Eddie. I literally oh my, <laughs> my notes say Eddie Vedder. That's so horrible. Why do I? Have oh man, I hope you're leaving that in. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen. Why does it say Eddie Vedder in there? Eddie Vedder was correct. I don't know, man. Four? He was probably four or five. <laughs> no, he was probably a teenager. Yeah, that's right. I'm thinking the best time, but yeah. but he was definitely not playing guitar on a Michael Jackson album. I don't know. I feel like he could have. I feel like I would have, you know, been a, you know. I don't think I've ever seen him play guitar. Else, 
Yeah, I don't think I have either. Anyway, all right. So that round went to beat it oh, yeah. for both of us. So we've got the same picks all down here so far. All right. This one may be different. This one, this one was hard. This one was hard. Wind Doves Cry versus Billie Jean. This it's it is by the narrowest of margins that I pick Wind Doves Cry. I mean, it, oh man, and and it's it's really almost a tie. But this song is what got me interested in Prince in the first place, and I love Prince. Like I will, I was gonna probably put this out there when we got to the end of this, but I am I am more way more of a Prince fan than I am a Michael Jackson fan. Yeah, um, it's. It's what got me interested in Prince. Billie Jean is my favorite Michael Jackson song. <laughs> and it's my favorite song on Thriller. But Prince managed to pull off a song that was almost nothing but drums. And it's like seriously the catchiest thing. Like it's it's, it's incredibly catchy. I I don't know what else to say. It's just a it's a fantastic song and I give it to Wind Up's Cry. So here's my problem. <laughs> um, you said it's like, you know, it was hard to choose or whatever. Huh. It was so hard to choose. I still don't have a decision and I'm trying to make one now. And you know, <laughs> Cry is a great album, but yeah, no, Billie Jean is probably one of Michael Jackson's best songs ever. And it's, it's, it's my favorite Michael Jackson song, period. It's super notable. And just like, it's one of the, I think it's one of the, lyrically, it's one of the better songs on the album. It like it has oh, totally. a really, really good story to it, and it has everything. You know, it, it has lyrically, it has what you want in that kind of song. So I mean, it's dude, it's so good. Thriller came out in what eighty two? I think so. I think. Yeah. Let's say eighty two, and someone will correct us if we're wrong. I'm sure. Not that anybody ever comments on anything, but whatever. Um, Checking the email. Nobody. Nobody calls. Nobody writes. <laughs> nobody calls anymore. Nobody calls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> call your podcast people call your podcast um, <laughs> um but it, it so much so that like when i would still go craig i got two kids and you know suburban lifestyle and everything now but back when i was going to bars and stuff let's say the last time i really went to a club or something was 2010 they're still playing billy jean I, uh, almost almost 30 years after that damn song came out they're still jamming it it's it's such a good song it's an amazing song but i i i have to give this round to when doves cry um just because of what prince managed to accomplish excuse yeah. me what prince managed to accomplish with a minimally composed song like if you look what's really in that song it's that drum beat and him singing for the most part yeah Pretty much. Can I cop out? I want to cop out and say tie. I really want to say tie. <laughs> All right. I'll I let you do that. Uh, I feel it. I'm going to. Crap. And it's like, I just want to say Billie Jean and I go, but that was crying. And then I want to say, well, no, you know, okay. This is the hardest round on here. It really is. I'm going to give it to Billie Jean. I'm gonna hate myself for that for later, but I'm gonna give it to Billy G. <laughs> Dude, it's it's hard. I don't blame you for having a hard time with it. I really don't. All right, so let's move to the next one. This one's almost hard, but it's not quite as hard. 
Um, I would die for you versus human nature. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's really not hard. I would die for you wins. Um, it's, it's catchy. I mean, you can hear the emotion in it. It's one of my favorite Prince songs. Human nature is one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's because I would die for you is such a catchier song, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think, I don't think they either are super lyrical by any, by anything. Cause human nature just kind of seems like it's loosely lyrics put together. Not like, kind of like if you're putting a bunch of sayings together versus like, like I said, Billie Jean is a, a story song. And this is, this is kind of the opposite, but like human nature, I like the, I like the background music. I like the, uh, the kind of synth keyboard stuff going on and I like it so much. It's like, it's one of my favorite samples from a song ever. Right. Um, what is it? Uh, it's Ain't Hard to Tell by Nas. Uses a version yeah. of that. Uh, uses a couple different samples in that song. One of them being Human Nature. And comes up with this really th- good thing. And the first time you hear it, you're like, you're trying to figure out where you know that song from and everything yeah. like that. And it's like, you finally pick it up. Oh, it's Human Nature. And yeah, you go back and listen to that and you notice the song. It uses the, the riff entirely different. But yeah. I would die for you is just fucking good. Just it's really so good. good. And yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there's just like, I didn't even put too much in there. And it's like, yeah, I would die for you wins. I was like, all right, well, I was very self assured on that one. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's, it, it, it's hard, but it's not hard because I really like the song Human Nature. But just how good I would die for you really is. Um, just it, it overshadows everything that's in human nature. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. There's, that's really all I've got to say. That's all I've got to say about that. Uh, okay. So that round goes to Prince. Now, baby, I'm a star versus P Y T pretty young thing. For me, it's pretty young things. Good. It's fun. I like the song, but I think Baby I'm a Star is a better song. <laughs> um, if you don't find yourself wanting to dance or at least nodding your head or tapping your foot at the end of that, you've got to check your pulse, dude, because that song is <laughs> it's got such a hard beat to it. Like it, it makes you want to get up and move. Yeah. No, and yeah, I think the, I think either of these songs you could pretty much play for the most part in our club in its entirety. It worked really would i went the opposite way though i went pretty young thing really okay and i think it's more so that like baby i'm a star is one that i'm not super familiar with so i think that's kind of why it won out a little bit more it's like pretty young things something is a song i know a lot more yeah yeah. i get you i get you um that's the that's the last song they play in the Purple Rain movie, actually, I believe. Is it? I think so. I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since I've watched Purple Rain. If, if, I should uh, probably buy the movie before it's out of print. If Jay and Silent Bob's Strike Back make me think of anything, I thought the Morris Day in the Time song. <laughs> no, it's in there. Morris Day in the Time are all over that movie. Have you ever seen Purple Rain? It's been it's been a while, but I, mean, oh, I thought okay. that's what they're saying. It's like some like somebody makes a comment. It's like. Uh, Saying that they were the last band in there, but 
I just remember the part where the girl's like, "You mean that band for that Prince movie?" <laughs> that's, that's, like, well, that's the only reason. The only reason they got Morris Day in the time for that movie is because Prince wouldn't do Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. They asked him and he said no, so they got Morris Day in the time. <laughs> I, I completely understand him not wanting to do that movie. But it's okay, and and I'll I'll leave it at this. I'll, I'll give you a brief overview of it. Look up Kevin Smith's. So Kevin Smith does all those like you know speaking tours and stuff. Yeah. Look up the story of. It's on YouTube of Kevin Smith going to Paisley Park and meeting Prince. Oh my god, that's probably gonna be awesome. Well, and he wanted Kevin Smith to make a movie for. Prince invited Kevin Smith and he wanted Kevin Smith to make a movie for him about God because he was, you know, he was a Jehovah's Witness. He was very religious. And uh, after a certain point in his life, not obviously not his entire life. Um, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> just to hear Kevin Smith talk about what's going through his brain when Prince is talking to him is super hysterical. Like it is really funny <laughs> and and you know i love hearing stuff like that story because you know it's absolutely true like what does kevin smith have to gain from telling a fictitious story about prince absolutely nothing i was gonna say uh you remember the real hollywood stories with charlie murphy on the oh yeah. yeah prince said it was true oh yeah no and it's like i never doubted that for a minute but charlie murphy doing those were hilarious but yeah that prince thing <laughs> it's like you know, they're playing basketball it's like game blouses you know <laughs> what happened after that charlie he took us inside he served us pancakes <laughs> you want some fruit <laughs> bitches <laughs> so, if that gives you the idea the insight of like what meeting prince would be like yeah i can imagine this kevin Smith oh man be awesome yeah and around that time <laughs> around that time prince had released a single uh, called Breakfast Can Wait, oh. and on the cover, on the cover of Prince's single for this song called Breakfast Can Wait, was a picture of Dave Chappelle as Prince holding a plate of pancakes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that entirely. I'm not just listening to that. Oh yeah, look, look up the. Uh, well, I mean, the song is good, but look up the the story of. I mean, if you Google like Tonight Show Dave Chappelle Prince or YouTube it, yeah. It'll come up, dude. It's pretty funny. We still have one more song to talk about on this before we just go off on whatever. Uh, so it's it's gonna be quick. I have the feeling. Purple That's Rain versus a lady though. in my life. Yeah, it's Purple Rain. I mean, how do you beat Purple Rain? Just like how do you beat Thriller? How do you beat Purple Rain? Yeah, Purple Rain is just is like is an ultimate ballad. Not a love ballad. Oh, totally. Not entirely a love ballad, but it's just the ultimate. Like. Here, I know we, we've talked about songs I don't like, and I don't like, you know, what is it, uh, a Journey song that I've erased from my memory, the one everyone loves. the White People Anthem? Yeah, the White People Anthem. Well, as much as any anybody would what is the song I'm talking about? I can't remember. Don't Stop Believing. Don't Stop Believing. Thank you. I'll, remember, I'll forget that later, but I'm doing it on purpose. If Don't Stop Believing is every white girl in the club's song, and I was like, that's my song. And they're singing it by themselves, like they're the only person singing it. The purple rain would be the, the opposite. If you were drunk and singing songs with people, you would grab and like soccer huddle be like swaying with people. That's what purple yeah. rain is. And yeah, it's just straight up ballad. It's it's a slam dunk dunk of a song. It almost doesn't even make sense, but it's still good. It's oh, it's I mean, just this 
all of it. And then you got the, you know, Prince just wailing on his guitar. Oh, yeah. It's how do you beat that? Um, so in, in looking at this, I went up and marked which ones we picked. And there's two of them that you picked Michael Jackson over Prince. So apparently you're picking Thriller over Purple Rain. And I'm picking Purple Rain over Thriller. No. <laughs> so, like, when you when you when you gauge, wait. So, hold on. What was the? Uh, did you have the count of the picks? Yeah, I typed them in here as we were doing it. So, one of the ones you picked, the first one you picked, different than me, was. Uh, oh wait, did you pick Billie Jean or Doves Cry? Did I get that wrong? Uh, I ended up saying Billie Jean. Okay, so you picked Michael Jackson for Billie Jean. And you picked PYT over Baby I'm a Star. Yeah. So that would make for you one, two, three, four, five out of nine for Michael Jackson. And I picked six out of nine for Prince. Um, so yeah, Purple Rain wins for me. I'm changing all my picks so it's equal. So change pyt to have baby i'm a star and i was like i'll be undecided (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's nine songs on each album so you're gonna have a winner either way yeah that's true yeah if you break it out like that i guess i did pick one or the other but it still doesn't make sense it's like it just couldn't you couldn't do it organically almost just like other you had to do it like this you had to break it apart right and there's and there's and i stole i know there's a few podcasts that do it that will compare albums this way. I know Chris Jericho on talk is on. Yeah. Talk is Jericho. will do this. Um, so this, this is not an original concept by any means, but I couldn't think of another way to do this because it's like, if you pick, you know, what song you want to go up against another one, it's going to be unfair because you're going to bias one way or another, you know, and, and I can't just say overall, you know, after listening to this, well, I give this one a 10 on musicianship and a well, nine on lyrics and a whatever to me, this was just easy to do. I don't know. It's, let me throw this out a- and just see just see if you can make the decision because it, it's probably it's probably the same thing as saying the album versus the album but it literally is if you had thriller mm-hmm. over purple rain could you make a choice purple rain it's I'm, I'm more of a prince fan and this is my favorite prince album and i feel like prince was more of a true musician like you you know he was more of a composer like you mentioned earlier he he was a musician like he there's several of his albums where he played every single instrument michael jackson was a better pure performer i'm not taking anything away from him musically i mean he made a lot of amazing stuff but and thriller is a testament to that yeah. it's the best selling album ever but to me it's a popular Purple rain wins yeah. yeah and it's thriller is way easier to listen to you know what I mean? Like, like Purple Rain. If you have an ear for Prince, like if you if you can appreciate what he did, then it'll win for you. Yeah, and Thriller is just way easier to listen to. Well, I mean, I'm not knocking the, anybody or anything. No, no, no. It's it's know. more palatable and just like because yeah, know, there's there's people that love music and then there's people that like music and people who like music aren't always gonna get something that's a little more in depth and articulate and things like that and has a lot of you know. Whereas both songs or whatever, you know, pop is more palatable versus like, yeah, I, I've never t- quite known what to figure out what what you call Prince because you know you can say there's a little bit of maybe some light bit of funk, some rock, some oh blues, dude, some Prince 
gospel. I mean, you just don't know. You just there's nothing easy. There. Oh yeah, you, Prince's albums are always pop albums. Um, but if you listen to like some early Prince, like uh, Prince for You, or the one that's light, I think it's just called Prince, the light blue one with him on the front. Shoot, now I gotta look it up and see exactly what it's called. Yeah, it's just titled Prince. Uh, he made oh. it in 1979. Like that one and Prince for You. Those are those are like funk albums, man. Yeah, like like kind of funky soulish kind of stuff. And then you you start to hear some other influences in him. Um, like he was very influenced by like later James Brown when it kind of got funky. Oh yeah, you know stuff like that. Um, and and then just like the the sheer blues guitar and some of the stuff that he played is well, he's phenomenal. That was just a great musician. He is one of he. I think he is one of my favorite guitar players of all time. He's definitely in. Maybe, oh yeah, I I would maybe say top five. No, oh, totally, totally. And I don't know enough about guitar players. I mean, I know what I like and what I don't, but I would rank him near the top of my list. I'm sure. Um, but I mean, not to say that Michael Jackson didn't have his merits. Obviously, I mean, the guy was a freaking superstar before people knew what that was. I mean, he was. He was up, he's up there with Elvis. You know, he's. He's a legend, and I mean, not that yeah. Prince isn't. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to put down either one of these guys because they're both super talented performers. Is this because you're but, afraid of people on Reddit that will come after? No, I, I no. <laughs> it's more me just not wanting to crap on either one of these guys because I like both of their music. How's that? Yeah, I'll, I'll believe that. And you're afraid of Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> come at me, Reddit. Come at me, Reddit. Watch, watch how much your anger upsets me here as I as I take a sip of this beer. Mm. Mm. Oh, your anger tastes so good. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like I'm a, I love Reddit, but I feel like the toxicity of Reddit has caused me to any chance I get to call Reddit out. Even though Reddit probably has no idea who I am and does not care, but I have I feel like <laughs> to call them out with everything. Until someone creates our forty in a podcast, I don't think we give a shit. See if I can do that later. <laughs> <laughs> just so you can moderate it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna kick people off. Like, you're out of here. You're out of here. Yeah. Man. I'm done. But, but anyway, uh, so yeah. So I say Purple Rain wins. Justin says Thriller wins, I guess. Which I'm not gonna argue with you on it. I can't argue with you on it. <laughs> like the ones, oh well, I mean, like the one there there are a lot of these that were hard calls for me too. I mean the the Billy Jean one, the Billy Jean one versus When Doves Cry is seriously tough. That's that one's hard. Computer Blue versus Thriller, that one's hard. Oh wait, if I make that one a tie, it literally does tie them up. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you need one that would be a tie, and it would be a tie. Yeah, but yeah. we can wait for this to air, and we can let our our two listeners decide. Hi, listener one and two. I hope you guys. I, I kind of <laughs> hope you guys meet each other, and you know. One of you's, uh, I don't know, it doesn't matter what sex you are, whatever. Y'all fall in love. That's all I want. That's going to make me happy. Hey, one of them's my wife. Oh, never mind then. Whoops. Forgot who our <laughs> listeners were. <laughs> um, the real question is, how does your foot taste? Yeah, I've never put my foot in my mouth. Never once. Yeah, sure you haven't. Oh, uh, what it was going to anyway. say, uh, I think uh, the pure musicianship, I mean, give it up to Prince, and the pure showmanship. Totally. Was, Give it up. Is Michael Jackson? Still, no, still Prince. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, okay. It's Michael Jackson is really like man moonwalk, but it's just like if you took 
some of the things around, like he was a show, it was a spectacle. Yeah. But if he took some of the things around him, Prince could stand up on a Prince could stand up on a stage oh, totally. in front of like a hundred people. It worked no matter what. Yeah. It's just too bad they hated each other. Did they really? Oh yeah. But I think it was more Prince hated Michael Jackson. <laughs> um and Michael there Jackson was, knew who Prince was. <laughs> No, he knew who Prince was. Like, there's some story somewhere, and if you're really interested, you'll Google it yourself. But there's some story somewhere of Michael Jackson went to see Prince. I think it's like late 80s somewhere, and it was like a club in Las Vegas, question mark? I don't know. But um, so Prince was on stage, and he saw Michael Jackson in this place. And there was like, you know, booths that you were, people were sitting at. So Prince walks out to where he is, and he's playing like bass guitar and a song and he gets on michael jackson's table and like has the bass guitar in his face and he's like playing slap bass uh, yeah. like so he's beating the hell out of this bass but like directly in michael jackson's face and um like michael jackson said oh he like one of the things he said about prince was that he was a nasty person like he just didn't care for prince after a period of time but there is some crazy footage on youtube and i'll look it up right now to make sure it's on there there was a James Brown concert. Yeah, like there's a like there was a James Brown concert where Michael Jackson and Prince get on stage and have like a dance competition, but Prince just winds up playing guitar. It's it's like one of the most Prince things you've ever seen because like he walks up to the stage, but he he's not actually walking up to the stage. He's like on like his bodyguard's shoulders or something. <laughs> so, uh, like, so like so like this giant dude is walking around with Prince on his shoulders, like he's Master Blaster or something. <laughs> And, and and uh that's how he gets on the stage and it's but i mean can you imagine being at this concert where all of a sudden you know you go to see james brown which i'm sure was a fantastic show in itself oh yeah but michael jackson and prince wind up going on stage and they're kind of battling each other i feel like th- th- this point in time like james brown just kind of like starts getting into it and just yeah at one of them and they explode and, and yeah and then when it explodes, <laughs> he's just like did I just witness a crime? What what just happened? <laughs> Try to dance off. Then James Brown basically makes both men, you know, burst into a confetti. And there you go. Yeah. Right. That's James Brown. Sparkly, glittery confetti. And then James Brown collapses and some guy puts a cape on his shoulders and he walks off stage. Uh, apparently it happened in 1983. But yeah, there's several oh. videos. There's several clips of it on, on YouTube. And then looking at this, there's, there's clips of Prince talking about michael jackson quincy jones breaks down prince of michael jackson's beef i mean all this kind of stuff so it, it goes it goes pretty deep if you really want to yeah. get into their rivalry I which honestly if, if, if one of them could take the other in a fight i'm putting my money on prince slap face the right in the face man <laughs> yeah. i feel like that should have been was that an episode of celebrity death match because i feel like it should have been it shouldn't have been they should bring it back just for that they brought that show back for a little while i know now there's Prince versus Prince Charles celebrity death match, Michael versus Madonna, but no Prince Michael Jackson. Man, that's a that's a missed opportunity there. There is apparently a computer simulation of a UFC fight of Justin Bieber versus Michael Jackson. Oh, but that's interesting. They battle for the King of Pop. I feel like uh, Bieber might have that one. Uh, I don't know. With Mike, the way Michael Jackson can move, I think he could fake out Bieber and then get a few cheap shots in on him. Dude. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could have an entire podcast where we just make fun of Justin Bieber. <laughs> Relive me about him. That could be it. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Come at me, Justin Bieber. 
By the way, isn't that is that Usher's fault? Is that how he got big? Because if so, fuck you, Usher. I don't so, know. Just fuck off. I don't know. Yeah, but Usher did that song with Lil John. Oh man, I love Little. Yeah. What? Oh man, yeah, another... we did that. We did that a lot. Yeah, there's another. When that song came out. Yeah, no, I bet. <laughs> Chappelle did that too. Chappelle does everything. Oh, totally, yeah. dude. My my favorite episode of the Chappelle Show. It's either at the end of season one or it's at the end of season two. Where it was the episode where he there was only two different sketches on this entire show. One oh. of them was Black George Bush, and the other one was, um. Dave Chappelle as Little John calls the real Little John on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> uh, it's so good, it's so good. Man, uh, Chappelle got brought up a lot tonight. It's because he's because <laughs> he's had interactions. He's either had interactions or you know made fun of people or whatever. And I guess that part of that was Charlie Murphy. Yeah. But yeah, yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, and that's I think I think that Prince Charlie Murphy episode is better than the Rick James one. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. who knows. So let's call it a wrap. We'll leave the uh, the total after this one goes up. Maybe we'll put a Facebook poll up there and see. Hey, who really thinks who who likes which album better? And maybe they'll be the the final judge because we we went either way on this. I think. Yes. Yeah. No. Like I went, I went, I went. Purple Rain. You went Thriller. Unless you're changing your total vote. Nah, I mean that sounds good enough. Okay. Well. We each picked a side, so we'll leave it up to to our fan to decide. <laughs> Wait, we, we lost one? Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> and <laughs> we went down. Yeah. Our numbers went down from, you know, two to one. From fans to fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's it for now, I guess, man, because I'm out of beer. I never had a beer in the first And you're not even drinking beer, so, yeah, so there it is. So I just stopped. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good one, guys. Peace out, y'all. Did you enjoy the podcast? Did you hate it? You've got some nerve, mister. Reach out and say hi, suggest a topic, a beer, or just tell us that we're terrible people. You can reach us at facebook.com slash 40 in a movie, on Twitter at 40 in a movie, or email us at 40 in a movie at gmail.com. If somehow you miracled this podcast onto your phone and need to figure out where you can listen to us, we're on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and more. Thanks for listening to 40 in a podcast, because we care about your mom. 40 in a podcast is not liable for hearing loss, baldness, patchy skin, diarrhea, or dry mouth as a result of this podcast. If enjoyment of this podcast lasts more than four hours, please consult a physician.